The rise of equity markets in 2013 has raised some concern amongst investors as valuation levels have reached multi-year highs. Whilst the pause for breath was always likely at some point, and at the time of recording the FTSE 100 is around 6300, there remain good reasons as to, as to why equities continue to offer the potential for good long-term returns. I'm speaking today with Richard Oldfield of Oldfield Partners, investment manager for the St. James's Place High Octane Funds. Equity markets around the globe have enjoyed a period of strong growth, although the pace has slowed more recently. Is this slowdown a cause for concern for you, Richard? I think that if you invest in equities, you have to be prepared for volatility. And um, we've, had a little, we've had a little glimpse of it recently. Uh, upside volatility is something that um, nobody ever minds about. It's the downside volatility which bothers all of us. Uh, but my view is what my view would always be, which is that very much in line with the, the SJP philosophy, that in the long run, equities give good, real returns. Uh, in the short run, they may be volatile. You may go nowhere in the short run. You may lose money. But over the long run, they give good, real returns. If one could forecast accurately when the bad short runs were going to come, that would be great. But it's very difficult to do that. And so I am very much in sympathy with um, the St. James's Place approach, which is that one should, start, one should add steadily to equities over time. Uh, I mean, right now, uh, I, I must say I am not particularly concerned about the level of equity markets. Um, I think we have a very good background in, in terms of continuing large-scale monetary uh, activity. The central banks had a little glance at what the, the trouble there would be if they were to stop quantitative easing in a hurry. Uh, and we do have, in the long run, we have a bit of a dilemma that if you go on quantitative easing for, uh, forever, it could be it would be very damaging. Uh, and if you stop it abruptly, it could be very damaging. I think the upshot of that is that as long as unemployment remains quite high, uh, and there is no sign whatever of inflation being a serious problem. We're going to get continued quantitative easing in the States, in Europe, including the UK, and now very much in Japan. And all that is helpful to asset prices. With, obviously, much has been said about companies um, having to rebuild their financial strength since 2008. Would, would it be fair to say then, given what you just said there, that markets are being driven by more economic and political factors rather than actually the fundamentals of the businesses themselves? I, th I think the, that, is, that is largely true, that um, yeah, the monetary, monetary activity, central bank and government activity, is the main driver of markets. But um, as you say, the fundamentals of companies have improved enormously in that their balance sheets have got stronger and stronger. Uh, and uh, although some people are very worried about profit margins being so high, one can't see much pressure from, um, from labor costs. One can't see much pressure from raw material costs in the near future. And so profit margins may stay quite high for some time to come. And, and as for valuations, um, valuations in the States are a bit high. Uh, and there are various measures of long-term valuation, um, such as the Schiller PE, which has become very fashionable, which shows that, that at the top level, the U.S. market is high. Uh, we do see opportunities in the States, but we see fewer than in Europe and in Japan. Uh, and those markets are not highly valued in aggregate. On the contrary, Japan, even after this storming rise and now a bit of a retrenchment, but even after the big rise of the last six months, is still standing at only about 1.3 times book value. 
uh, and that is a very low level compared with historic levels. So you, you mentioned the U.S. there. Are you looking elsewhere around the world then for opportunities? Are there any pockets of opportunity that you're specifically aiming for at the moment? We see much more opportunity in, uh, in European markets where, uh, although in the last six months there's been a pretty strong move, still a lot of share prices of reasonably multinational companies have been battered and bruised or at least restrained by the mere fact that they happen to be listed on the Milan Stock Exchange or listed on the Paris Stock Exchange. Um, and, uh, and therefore are at valuations which are low historically low compared with American comparators, for example. Uh, we see much more opportunity. We see lots of opportunities still in Japan, which we've been, we've been, we've been there for quite some time. Um, but I think that we will probably look back, and, and nobody quite knows this, but we will probably look back on November 2012 when it became clear that Mr. Abe was going to come to power in Japan as, um, as a turning point and at the moment at which uh, suddenly, these very low valuations, the, the big gap between price and value, which attracts us to these Japanese companies, um, has had a catalyst in the form of government action. Uh, and one can't be sure the government action is going to be successful. There have been big doubts about it in the last three weeks. But our uh, sort of conclusion would be that they don't have a lot of choice. Um, they simply have to pedal harder. Uh, if if, uh, if Abenomics doesn't appear to be succeeding at first attempt, then it'll be try, try, and try again. Because if you look at, if you look at a graph which shows government spending and government revenues in Japan, then up until 1990, uh, both went up pretty steeply together, and spending went up a bit faster than revenues. From 1990, revenues went down, and spending continued to go up, although much less rapidly than before. And that is why there is this huge problem of um, Japanese government debt and, and the deficit. Uh, it isn't that the Japanese government has been particularly profligate in the last 15 years. Uh, it's just that they haven't had any growth. Uh, and I think it's very clear that Abe and Kuroda and the, the key people in Japan that absolutely diagnose the problem in that way and therefore are determined that they have to get growth. And that means, as I say, that if they don't get it to begin with, they will simply try harder. Uh, if you want to be really cynical, a friend of mine puts it this way, which is that Abenomics may not succeed, but it'll take a long time to discover that it won't succeed. And during that time, uh, we will have plenty of reason to, to travel, hopefully. Okay, so, so, so overall, you wouldn't necessarily see that the recent correction signals the end to any long-term rally within Japan, then? I, I wouldn't at all. I mean, if you look at it in, in purely in market terms, we had such a huge rise that, that a fall of whatever it is, 15, 20 percent, is, um, is completely to be expected. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a shock to have such a, um, a retreat after such a big rise. And then if you look in fundamental terms, there is this concern about Abenomics and bond yields have arisen. Um, uh, as I say, I think that just makes it more likely that the government and the central bank will be determined that they have to produce growth, uh, and so far as the central bank is concerned, that they have to continue with their massive amount of quantitative easing, which includes the buying of government bonds, 
uh, with the intention that they restrain the rise in yields of government bonds um, and prevent uh, a real sort of shock developing. Thanks, Richard. Um, to, to summarise then and to close things off, what, what would you say to clients who are currently nervous about investing at the current equity levels? I would say that I would say that the, the, uh, they're right to be as nervous as they ever are about investing in equities, but not, not more nervous. In fact, I would, be slight, I would be myself slightly less nervous at this level than at sort of many previous levels. Um, we're not, I don't think we're at, we're at a terribly extended level of equity markets. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I would take that, that old J.P. Morgan line, which is that markets will go up and down, but not necessarily in that order. Um, of course, they'll, they'll be volatile. But I think that from these levels, it's perfectly reasonable to expect equity returns to be about normal over the long run, which means a real return of 5 or 6%. Okay, thank you, Richard. That's been a really interesting conversation as ever. I appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you, Darren. To hear more from our range of fund managers on what they think of current market valuations, we've produced a special market bulletin titled Where Next for Equity Markets. This note is available from your St. James's Place partner or from the latest news section of the St. James's Place website. Thank you. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.